we of course continue to unequivocally condemn Hamas's abhorrent terrorism and Israel has the right to defend itself. But the price of justice cannot be the continued suffering of all Palestinian civilians. We are deeply concerned by uh, the catastrophic impact on the population in Gaza, particularly on children, which is why we are calling for humanitarian aid and water and fuel to flow into Gaza. We're calling on humanitarian pauses to allow that to happen. We're calling on the liberation of hostages, on aid to flow in, and on uh, Canadians and their families to get out of Gaza. That's Justin Trudeau in Ottawa yesterday, trying his best to clarify Ottawa's position on the unfolding tragedy in the Middle East. Uh, He says, yes, we condemn the terrorist attacks by Hamas. We're also horrified by the ongoing death and destruction in Gaza. Trudeau, like so many other politicians, has really struggled to try and find the right approach. How do you balance it, right? Um, Justin Ling, a freelance columnist, says so far, he and his government have missed the mark. They haven't done a very good job of communicating... um, a clear, concise, and consistent message. Um, Justin, thanks so much for joining us. Always nice to chat. Yeah, of course. So that statement that we heard from the Prime Minister, you can almost see the mental gymnastics going on as Trudeau tries to make sure he walks that line and ends up being all things to all people. You can you can see the struggle. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I mean, it, it, it closely resembles some of the language that you saw coming from days prior from uh, Joe Biden, from Rishi Sunak, uh, from Emmanuel Macron. Um, and it, it very much seems like Trudeau is, is, is ever trying to be the international statesman, right? Trying to um, exert some pressure on Israel uh, to minimize civilian casualties uh, while also not straying so far as to offend Benjamin yeah. Netanyahu at risk isolation. But the big difference is, and you know, this is really the thrust of my column, was um, Justin Trudeau is not that statesman, right? Like, and Canada is not that country. We have not been consulted in any major way about the state of Israel's war effort. We are not in the middle of the negotiations around freeing the hostages. We're not in the quint, the nuclear right. pact that's trying to come up with a solution. We're not a power player here. So we're watching our language and we're sort of tone policing ourselves. And for what benefits? And, you know, the argument I'd make is that given that we're not sort of required to toe this line, let's stop. Let's be the voice okay. that calls for a ceasefire. That's what you think uh, the better message from our government would be is, hey, let's push and see what we can do to advance a negotiated ceasefire. That's the strategy you would adopt? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the reality is we're going to need to see sort of a diversity of views being expressed on the world stage. That's how good resolutions come into effect. Yes, Joe Biden is going to, uh, you know, support or defend, maybe with a little bit of pushing and prodding, whatever Israel decides to do. Israel needs powerful allies um, as it faces increasing threats, both from inside and from external. Um, That is always going to be the case. Uh, But there also needs to be countries that are making sensible, credible, and thoughtful uh, pushes for alternatives, right? And that needs to come from a place of recognizing that Israel uh, can and must defend itself. Mm -hmm. Uh, It can and must find justice for those who were killed on October 7th. But 
We also need to be a voice of experience and caution and reason to say that a military, a ground effort, conventional warfare, um, it might not be the best solution to, to attain those military objectives, right? We spend more than a decade in Afghanistan trying to uproot um, a, an insurgency informed um, by a whole bunch of things, not least of which um, radical Islamist terrorism. Um, we have some experience in this regard, right? We, we've done counterinsurgency before. For. It would be really helpful, I think, if our prime minister came out and said, you know, listen, the hurt is, is justifiable, the pain is real, but conventional warfare, a counterinsurgency effort, an invasion, an occupation, it might not be the right course of action for Israel, and it might actually hurt your security in the long run. I think a lot of people are thinking this. There are a lot of military strategists who have made exactly that case, um, but there's really no credible world leader who's making this this case right now, and I think Trudeau has a unique opportunity to be that guy. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We've spoken with people on the air, military strategists, uh, Americans primarily saying, listen, we learned some hard lessons uh, about t- embarking on the kind of initiative that Israel has launched right here and learn from us. So I just, I, I want to be really clear, Justin, because I know people are really hyper alert to this. You're not saying that Israel should abandon their efforts to eradicate Hamas. It's not what they're doing, it's how they do it, right? We need to be more focused on the how than the what. That's exactly right. And, and listen, there are people out there who are demanding a unilateral ceasefire from Israel, and on top of that, a whole bunch of concessions from Israel to the Palestinian Authority or Hamas or whoever. And I don't, I don't think that's reasonable. You know, what we're talking about is a negotiated ceasefire, right? Um, a, a negotiation that um, uses the threat of military action to enact concessions from Hamas or from the Palestinian Authority or from Qatar, who are hosting uh, Hamas a senior political leadership, right? Uh, there needs to be a, a guarantee of Israel's safety going forward. There needs to be a plan to have the Palestinian Authority reassert control of the Gaza Strip. There needs to be a plan to free those 200-odd hostages um, who are still being held underneath Gaza City and whose lives, by the way, would be severely jeopardized by a ground operation. So this isn't easy. You know, There's no suggestion here that this is just a matter of sitting down at the table and coming up with a peace plan that will come into effect in a month. That, that's ridiculous, right? This is a long, drawn-out process. But unfortunately, um, so many of these previous processes have been disrupted by violence and have been abandoned because of this anger. And this is what Hamas wants, right? This is, this is, and they say this very publicly and very pointedly. They want to draw Israel into more military actions. They want more civilian dead. They want to galvanize the Palestinian people against Israel. They want to destroy and frustrate peace processes. So the best thing for Israel here is is, towns is to pursue peace. The best way to destroy Hamas is not with rockets, it's not with it's with a peace process that ultimately marginalizes them and renders them obsolete. And by the way, that process can still involve uh, arresting or targeting those who are responsible for, for October 7th, but it has to be done in a way that gives Palestinian civilians, the Palestinian people, hope and an alternative. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think the question here, and uh, this is one that Israel will be forced to answer the same way the Americans did. Hamas, I mean, I don't know if you can ever eradicate Hamas because it's more of an idea in a lot of ways. It's the Mm -hmm. same thing as you get rid of Al-Qaeda, it's replaced by ISIS. You get rid of ISIS, the Taliban. I mean, on and on it goes, right? You can get rid of Hamas uh, in terms of its structure or maybe even, you know, its membership. But at the same time, 
there'll be something else that comes along, right? I mean, it's that never-ending war that Israel has fought for a long time. Now it's in a different stage, but it's the same thing. Yeah, and that's exactly right. I mean, Hamas itself comes out of a deep frustration inside the Gaza Strip, right? It, it comes from a feeling like the Palestinian Liberation Organization and, and Fatah uh, were incapable of coming up with a peace agreement or coming up with a plan for Palestinian Hamas um, managed to speak to that frustration and, and basically gave people a what they perceived as a more effective option, which was violence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Israel contributed to that over the years, um, in some cases specifically contributing to Hamas, in some cases uh, decapitating political leadership uh, in the PLO, and it, it emboldened Hamas over the years. There needs to be a different tactic. That tactic cannot be just go in and kill as many people as uh, any as many Hamas commanders as you can, because they'll be replaced. Right. You know, more violence breeds more recruitment. You can't kill an idea. Yeah, Justin, you are absolutely right. Uh, thanks so much for being here. As always, I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me.